You're listening to Branded, a podcast from The Wellco about building a brand with heart, leadership through love, and of course, the creative journey along the way. I'm Nikki, your host, brand coach, and product-based business consultant. Welcome to episode number four of the Branded Podcast. I am here with friend and entrepreneur, Drew Thompson, who is the owner of Rocksteady Juice Bar in Jupiter, Florida and North Palm Beach and maybe the world at some point. (laughs) Um, So Drew, I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Yes, I'm happy to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Super cool. So um, just to kind of get dive right in, um, tell me about who you are and what you do for business. All right. So <laughs> as you said, my name is Drew Thompson. Um, I am the owner of Rocksteady Juice Joint, and we've been in business for roughly three and a half years now, two locations. Um, that's kind of who I am now. I feel sometimes I'm almost living, you know, a second life in the same lifetime. Uh, My background is completely baseball. Uh, My family's background is baseball. Anybody who, you know, really knows me that knows that that's, you know, pretty deep and and heavy with me and and in the blood. Uh, But, uh, you know, just like anything in life, not everything happens as planned. So after some injury and whatnot, I was uh, forced not forced, but I was handed the opportunity to uh, kind of go from there and choose where I was going to go next and what moves I was going to make. Um, it wasn't necessarily an overnight experience, but uh, I started to realize and kind of pick up different things. And the more that I kind of sat with my thoughts, it, it was you know clearer than ever what route I did want to go. And I always knew, you know, if the baseball thing didn't work out, because um, as I mentioned, I had some health issues and it was you know, just unfortunately one year into my career. So there was a lot of time that, you know, I guess you could call it a backup plan or a plan B, but, um, you know, I wanted to kind of be prepared for uh, if the baseball career wasn't going to pan out as planned. Um, And, uh, you know, the longer I sat with my thoughts, um, it was clear that I wanted to, you know, take the entrepreneurial route and and do something on my own. And I had some money set aside. and, um, you know, the longer I sat with, with myself and trying to, you know, quiet my mind and figure out, you know, what truly was going to make me happy and what truly was my purpose. Um, it wasn't Rock City at the time. It was uh, another brand, another company, another endeavor um, that I first kind of took, took that leap for um, as far as the juice bar goes. But uh, again, everything happens for a reason. Uh, I got in business with the wrong people. Um, we forced a little split there. I, I got my freedom and I got to move on with my life. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at now with Rocksteady. I couldn't be happier to be sitting here having this conversation with Nikki. Um, I think it's very surreal mm-hmm. sometimes to find myself, you know, in this situation because uh, it's, you know, definitely not what I've, what I would have ever, you know, seen in the long run and in the big picture if you'd asked me this, you know, just a few years ago. It's so crazy how you're like, I, such a like shitty situation that you may have like had yourself in with your first leap into like leaving everything you know, like baseball and sports and all that. And which is like a fear thing to do. And I'm sure there were so many like, like emotions of fear that come up with that. And then to start your own thing 
go in with partners with all the best intentions, right? And then it not work out as planned. And instead of you being like, like, yeah, it didn't work out. So I had to start my own thing. You, you said I was given my freedom and like opportunity. And like, that's really what it is. And so I think so many people that like hits it for them because sometimes we get stuck into like going through a hardship, you know, or like a shitty partnership that you have all the best intentions of and it doesn't work out. And instead you feel like you're 10 steps behind starting over, but really you're like 10 steps ahead because you are showing up to like starting point again with all the knowledge that you had. Right. Exactly. You couldn't <laughs> have said it any better. It was, uh, I wouldn't call it a second chance, but I mean, obviously, and fortunately I was only, you know, in that partnership and, and with that brand for a year. Uh, but what I had learned in that time frame, in that period, in that first year of business, again, I didn't have a business background, was, you know, exponential towards what I could use it for with, you know, Rocksteady. Um, so, and yes, you know, freedom, opportunity. I'd already been there before in a sense, you know, with the baseball background. And I, I truly believe that, you know, life in general is a practice is, you know, every single day is a practice, an opportunity to, you know, you could say discipline, whatever word it is that you want to use, but when you have a goal in mind, when you have something, you know, that you want to accomplish or, you know, purpose, that word gets thrown a lot, around a lot. Um, I just feel like you can sit and kind of pout and feel sorry for yourself for a little while, but you're not going to get anywhere that way. You're not going to affect those around you in a positive way, you know, but if you can use that experience, you can use that, you know, call it failure if you want, um, but continue moving forward. Use it, you know, in your benefit, what you've learned, what you've experienced, um, and put it towards, you know, that main goal in the big picture. Continue mm -hmm. moving forward, obviously, like I said, there's people, you know, I have a very small circle um, in my life, but at the same time, I do care, you know, truly about every single being, uh, whether it's a dog, you know, a yeah. cat, a fucking, sorry, a piece of it's meat, okay. you know. Uh, I can click explicit <laughs> content when I post this. <laughs> Perfect. A little more natural. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, like I said, you can sit there and feel sorry for yourself and kind of be down, but... You know, I feel like life in general, like I said, is opportunity, it's practice. And if we can use that and kind of switch our mindset to, okay, yeah, maybe I was dealt a little bit of shit for, for quite some time, but I'm going to, you know, rather than become discouraged, let that build me up and create me to the person that I am and, and who I want to be and, yeah. and put that towards, you know, moving forward and whatever is next because, you know, like I said, you can basically go about it two ways, feel sorry for yourself or use it as fuel and kind of continue yeah. moving forward. That's what that whole situation served because likely, I don't know if you would agree, that if you didn't if you didn't jump on that opportunity to partner with them, whoever it was, that could have been anyone, you know what I mean, that that right. whole scenario, you know, happened. And, it, like, you may not even have rock steady now if that wasn't you know, what you went through and knew like, okay, I have a passion for this and I like the building of the community and connecting in this way. Like you may not have ever done that with Rocksteady. Right. I don't think. No, exactly. And even with, like you said, with starting with 
you know, that first venture, um, no background, like I said, when it comes to business, no college education to fall back on. So if you think of like, just picture myself sitting there trying to figure out, okay, am I really going to go for this? Am I really ready for this? Basically is the best way to, to uh, go about that question. Um, I could have sat there and asked myself that forever, you know, yeah. and never truly have been ready to make that People jump. do that. Exactly. A lot and of people do that. they miss out on so much opportunity. Years go by, you know, and then they wake up and it's like, damn, if I would have just went for it back then, imagine where I would be now, you know? What's the worst thing? I tell people this all the time. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Exactly. It doesn't work out? Like, exactly. okay, well, people are going to look at you one way if you're concerned about what it looks like from the outside people are going to look at you one way whether you do it or you don't and whether you succeed or you you fail you're still going to get all of the looks to run the book right exactly. so who cares and in the, in the experience in that time frame you're going to learn so much whether it's a success or a failure if yeah. you succeed boom you're well on your way all you got to do basically is keep that ball rolling if you fail, okay, back to the drawing board, but I learned what not to do, you know, in specific mm -hmm. areas, put that towards whatever it is in the future. And I think, I don't know, I might be biased because I didn't do the college <laughs> thing, but, you know, I sit back and I do have, you know, plenty of friends that did go that route. And a lot of them, you know, I see in heavy student loan debt and they're not even, you know, doing anything in that field that they went to school for, you yeah. know, and sacrifice that time, that money for um, so I, I'm, I personally feel whether it's trade schools, whether it's, you know, a lot of these people, I'm not knocking it, but you know, you can knock it. I don't, I have an associate's degree and my husband has <laughs> no college education either. Right. Um, <laughs> so I just feel like when it comes from a financial standpoint, you know, instead of throwing this money towards this education that the first, what, two or three years are going to be spent partying and spending mommy and daddy's money at the bar and shit, you know, mm -hmm. or you can, if you've taken the time to that point and know that, you know, what you want to go for and what your purpose is, what your calling is, yeah. at least what you think at the time, you know, throw that money towards that. Uh, like I said, you either succeed and you're well on your way as an entrepreneur or you fail back to the drawing board instead of four years, you know, kind of pissed away in a sense and a whole lot of money, a little bit of money, but you gain so much in Knowledge. return. Yeah, exactly. That's that whole what I had said before about showing up like a level up, even if you fail, like everything that you put in, like forget the money, all the time and energy and like, in my opinion, the best entrepreneurs and the best business and brand builders are people who are in it for self-development and like leveling up who they are and becoming like a better person. And that's what makes you ultimately successful and adds tools to your toolbox and like pages to your book. You can't just be in it for the money and that in all senses, like making money, spending money, whatever. So like, even if you piss away, like the first, whatever chunk maybe you had saved for college or your parents had, and you have an idea of what you want to do, go in, like you said, because you're likely going to learn and become, you're going to come out better. Even if the business fails, Right. you know, you're still coming out a step ahead for you to start. Maybe you end up going to school after that and you figure out exactly what it is that you want, or whatever, you know? Right. At the same time, though, you do also gain just that real world, real life experience that you don't get in college. Yeah. Um, again, not For to bring sure. up 
you know, baseball game, but unfortunately, to a certain extent, that That's was all knew. I knew. Right. Yeah. So rather at 18, you know, I, I did go that route instead of going to college and spending those four years still playing baseball, but doing all the other nonsense and learning math and history and just like in high school and all these things that aren't really going to add up to benefit me in the future. Instead, it was going, living on my own, basically. Yeah, I'm a kid and they gave me some money, but you show up to spring training, you do your thing, and then wherever they're sending you, you don't have anybody mapping it out for you. You know, if you yeah. don't, if you don't make it your responsibility, go out of your way and, and figure out where you're going to be living for the season. You're going to be staying, you know, on a teammate's couch if they let you, you know what I mean? Um, so little things like that, paying the bills, m- managing money, uh, writing checks, cutting checks, you know, real world stuff at a young age. I feel like, again, this is just personal experience, but I feel like there's a whole lot more to be learned that route. You know, I'm not, again, I don't mean, I hope I don't, you know, piss any parents off. I'm not sitting here trying to not college or discourage college, but I definitely feel confident that it's not for everybody. And uh, there's a lot to be learned out there in the real world. Um, and, and I don't know, obviously, I some people need that more. cushion, but there's just, I don't know. Yeah. Life makes you who you are, obviously, and you got to get out there and live it. Yeah, it's... I you you're saying it. I mean, that's how I feel about college too. And and I went for a couple years, and I still feel that way. So right. <laughs> you know, um, so kind of like keeping on the track of the baseball thing because that really is your. I think runs super deep in your family and your upbringing. Not only just like your own experience. Is there something that you feel like? shaped you to become a leader now like because of that yeah that's a great question um most definitely and we can back up all the way to you know my childhood uh, as far as kind of leading and I've always led by example I'm not much of a talker you know this by now uh, <laughs> anyone who doesn't know me I'm super introverted I keep to myself I've uh, been I was like Drew please come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been misunderstood for basically my entire life. Uh again, keep to myself. My resting face is not necessarily, I guess, friendly. the friendliest, you know, I've learned over the years. Um but uh anyways, back to leading by example. I um my dad, you know, he was fortunate enough to make it and make a hell of a career for himself, but that was basically from the years of one to 10 or 11 for myself. Uh, my brothers were a couple years younger. Um, and obviously with an occupation like that, you know, you're forced to be separated from your family and you sacrifice. And, you know, basically during the season, he was out there spring training, he was gone, you know, so there were always months, you know, that he wasn't in the picture. And anytime that we would leave, it was okay. You're the man in the house now, you know, mm-hmm. and, it may have been like something light to him, but that shit was real to me, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and I had that responsibility of making sure that nothing ever happened to my little brothers. I had that responsibility to kind of lead by example and try to, you know, show them to a certain extent. And, uh, yeah. you know, so that started at a young age. And then uh, when you go, you know, a little further and high school baseball starts, even younger than that, but uh, baseball in general, you know, leading on the field, leading by example. Uh, I was never really a rah-rah guy, you know, but just basically on and off the field. Again, you know, even back then, I feel like life is, you know, a practice of discipline every single day. 
and you talk about showing up, you can show up every single day. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and be the best version of yourself. Um, from a young age, like I said, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and that was follow my father's footsteps. So, you know, I didn't really dabble into too much and I stayed on course and, you know, not to say that I wanted everybody to be, you know, the golden child or, you know, yeah. some trophy kid, cookie cutter. That was never what I was about, but I knew what I wanted. I knew what I was going to have to sacrifice and do to get there. So as far as leading, I feel like that's kind of contagious when it comes to a certain extent, you know, and then when it comes to baseball, like I said, I knew no other way but to lead by example, to leave it all out on the field, to do the best I can to, to compete to my utmost ability. Um, and now, you know, with work, with rock steady, I still, you know, take that same exact approach and I still do lead by example. Um, but I still, like I said, have that same mentality, same approach that I'm trying to instill, you know, with the staff and whatnot, that anything, literally anything, whatever your passion is, your purpose is, whatever your hobby is, if you want to make that into your career, you can do that. And you're here to, like, support that. Absolutely. Yeah. And as far as in, you know, staff meetings or uh, day-to-day, you know, working at the shop when those guys are clocking in, clocking out. I don't want, you know, anybody really on the on the team to just be in it to clock in, clock out, not really mm-hmm. care what's going on and go through the motions and not be working on. So I'm, I'm trying to stress to them, you know, find your passion, find your passion project, work on it. Yeah. Any bit of downtime so that you have, work on it. If, if you don't know necessarily what you're into, then come every single day to work hard, to learn, because if you would like, worst case scenario, open up rock steady of your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been believing in that since three, well, since uh, first, <laughs> uh, not trying to throw that name around, <laughs> give them any uh, publicity. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but um, anyways. With uh, with that, I just I I truly feel, um, and again, I don't think as far as you know, terms of success or whatever, it's an inner battle. But I, I still don't see myself being there, even though like the definition in my eyes of success, it may say that you know what I mean. Like it's hard for me yeah. to kind of see that. But I think, and I know, especially with who I have on that team, close friends family, anything. If you put, I don't want to say every bit of energy, but if you put enough energy into something and you think about it constantly and you visualize it and you let it basically contain you, consume you for a little, you know, a little bit of time, it doesn't have to be forever, Mm -hmm. but until you see this thing start to materialize, um, you know, whether there's a couple college athletes that are, you know, on the team that work for me that are going to be unfortunately you know, leaving shortly, some of them, their seasons are starting, but mm-hmm. basically if it, if it's that route, put everything that you can into that, you know what I mean? Like work yeah. for that, believe it, see yourself there, whether it's at the next level or whatever, wherever it is that you want it to take you. If it's business, there's some artists and, and whatnot. If it's going to be that route, you know, put, put your everything into it like yeah. obviously you don't want to put even if it's investments they say don't put you know everything all, all your whatever in one pot you know and don't go all in but I feel like if if you're truly going to make something happen you kind of got to go all, all in you yeah. know what I mean and nobody is going to believe it if you don't believe it the universe isn't going to allow it to happen if you don't believe it you so know that's I mean? a I like teach a course 
and the whole entire first like two hours are belief it's got nothing to do with like building a brand building a business and has everything to do with just like belief in yourself if you don't believe that you can do something and you can't visualize yourself there why the fuck would anybody else believe in it? Yeah, and then support it. <laughs> and yeah. support it. Exactly. And furthermore, why would the universe support it? Right. Like, and, you know, you have to open the floodgate for that to, like, that back and forth exchange of energy to happen. And it's it all starts with belief. And it's super cool for you to talk about this because a lot, I'd say maybe, like, I don't know, I'm rattling off a number, but like 90% of business owners in the kind of industry that you're in play the numbers game, you know, like they're, every employee is just a number. And if you leave, someone else is going to replace you. And they're in like that lack state of mind. Me and you may have talked about this before, but for you to support them in that endeavor, whatever that may be for them and help them evolve into what they're here to do and how they're here to serve as their own being, you know, Rocksteady kind of serves as like a bubble for them, you know, or like a little like pod for them to get to know themselves and get to figure out what they love to do, you know, Mm Yeah, like before they're kind of like it's like an incubator that's the word I was looking for you know for them to then be able to like go on and do what they do and believe it or not um, Lululemon actually has that same like structure where they like internally like coach and have like self-development courses and seminars and all different kinds of things like that to get their employees to where they can be like set free on their own right to go and do life the way they're supposed to go do life, you know? Well, that's basically, I mean, when you mentioned being set free to go do what they know, I think that's a huge part and purpose, call it culture or whatever, with Rocksteady is, one, as you mentioned, a little incubator space, but basically to free people of that closed minded approach on life in general but more specifically on themselves and what they're capable of and have that be open-minded and realize you know it's it's not what they've been telling you um by they you know the man the yeah corporate exactly it doesn't have to be that way obviously not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur i get that Mm -hmm. but at least if you're going, you know, we don't spend a long time on this earth and a whole lot of time that we do spend on it, unfortunately, the way that the Western world is working these days, a whole lot of it hours wise is dedicated to your occupation, to your job. Mm-hmm. If you're not working for yourself, you're obviously working for somebody else. So if you're spending all this time and energy, at least make it something that you're into, somebody that you believe and you can stand for and stand behind and support uh, if not, you know, you're wasting your time and you're probably not doing that good of a job for the business, for the brand that you're working for, you know? Right. Um, so it kind of goes back again to rock steady, and it's not necessarily the reason that it's designed this way or penciled out this way, but naturally, as far as growing from within, developing from within, you know, it's... That's your again, brand culture. Exactly. That was my next question was like... Everything that you're saying is what makes Rocksteady what it is. Right. Right. Like you're the heartbeat of that. By you living that truth every day, 
you know, naturally, I think over time, you're the people who are in a part of the Rocksteady community, you know, and um, the people who are working for Rocksteady are kind of getting into that flow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the people that have been around for quite some time, I hope that obviously they have, yeah. you know, picked up on this. Um, I do definitely, at the same time, you know, the kind of beauty and the beast of the operations there is a lot of the people that do and have in the past worked, you know, with me at Rocksteady. They're young, you know, whether it's just graduating high school and going off to college, you know, so a lot of the people, it is kind of a quick turnover there. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I still want to instill these things and to back it up even more. Um, and as far as culture goes, I basically just want to create a space, open up a space for people one, to create opportunity for somebody to make a bit of money and at the same time live the lifestyle that they want to live. Um, two, I want them to have that creative space. You know, that's kind of the whole the build out and the mm-hmm. feel of Rocksteady is a little bit different, especially what Jupiter's used to and whatnot. But um, to create, you know, whether it's for themselves or for the community or whatever it may be. Um, but it doesn't necessarily obviously have to be Rocksteady. Um so I want people to, to feel free, you know, to express themselves in whatever way it may be. There, I don't have a dress code, you know, anything like that. Uh, yeah. I got some T-shirts printed up, gave it out to the staff. Whenever you want to wear them, wear them. But I'm not going to tell you, you know, this is what you got to wear. Yeah. Uh, hats. Obviously, long hair, you have to wear hats when you're working. It's a sanitation thing. Um, I do care about that, but not because if, you know, the... Uh, health inspector is going to walk in, he's going to, you know, flag us for not having a hat on. I care about it because, again, back to the daily discipline of life, you're meant to wear a hat, you know you're meant to wear a hat, so wear a hat. hat. You know, like little things like that that seem very, very small, showing up on time, another thing. I have two rules. Show up on time and give a fuck. Yeah. Truthfully, when I sit down with uh, anyone that I'm interviewing, I express that, that I have two rules. But... In doing that, in giving a fuck, in caring about what's going on, it's not just giving a fuck about yourself, you know, but caring about, you know, myself and having respect for me. But more importantly, having respect for your coworkers, having respect for the customer, mm-hmm. having, you know, again, respect for yourself and, again, being the best version of yourself every day, you know, that will take care of all the little things. You're not going to serve up these bowls that are looking like shit, you know, and people are paying a good amount of money. And, you know, that's a little thing that little minor yeah. details like that, that, yes, I do, you know. As much as I am lax about things, there are little things, little details yeah. that I do definitely stay on top of them, like being on time, like like yeah. I mentioned, you know, serving something that you'd be okay with, you know what I mean, that you yourself would pay X amount of dollars for, um, rather than just going through the motions, flopping something together and getting out there as quick as possible. That's kind of like... <clears throat> I was just talking about this, actually, once this is published, it'll be the uh, episode before this, about operating on, like, a specific energetic level in, like, your everyday life. So, like, for those little things of, like, being on time and wearing the hat and stuff that, like, is 
like kind of like a fire builder for some people, you know, where it's like they don't want to do that. They don't want to clean up the dish after they cooked, mm -hmm. you know, like things like that. You just kind of like don't want just don't feel like doing like everyone's got things like that in in life when you start to kind of care about those things. Right. And care about what you're putting in your body, how you're taking care of your home and how you're taking care of your family and just you and everything ar around you. You can't, you can't then go to work or run your business, not with those same principles Right, and vice versa. And vice versa. Like you can't live these, this dual life of energy, you know, because to, in my opinion, that's when burnout happens. That's when you get exhausted because your body, your body's not in the flow 24 seven. There's no real difference. Like people get really hung up on like, I need a balance between life and work. There is no, there, that is not, that's not a duality. I don't think, I yeah. think the most successful people is it's, it's not that it's that you consistently live on the same energetic level across personal life and work life. And yes, you may go in and serve as a different kind of leader in this scenario, but your standards are all still the same across the board. Right. Like the energy that you put in to the work you do is the same energy that you should put in to the way you take care of yourself. Absolutely. And if it's not, there's a disconnect and shit goes off course. Mm -hmm. And that's how you end up not where you want to be in a couple of years. Couldn't agree more. Right. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So what is, um, what's your like favorite part about what you do right now? Um, <laughs> I love to create. Um, so my favorite part of Rocksteady, you know, in that whole process is definitely seeing it become something from, you know, nothing. Um, I like to build out the demo, the creative space as far as what it's going to look like, um, yeah. even backing up, doing the menu and menu names and things like that, and just kind of creating the actual you know, brand itself. Yeah, like the build-up part. Right, right. As far as the operations go, again, I'm super, super introverted to the max. Can't express that enough, but uh, at the same time, I do love you know human connection. So to be able to provide, you know on a daily basis, something that is going to, again, optimize the customer's lifestyle and livelihood in general, um, that to me is huge, uh, even though it's at times a quick interaction, the days that I am working, you know, mm -hmm. I do truly enjoy that. Afterwards, I definitely have to shut down and recharge, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is another part of it. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's really, I, I think, like I said, right now, the more that I experience different things and whether it's traveling or meditating or you know whatever it may be the, the more that I kind of surrender to certain things and just open up to certain things the more that I realize you know talk about purpose passion it, it really is you know back to the staff and whatnot and kind of instilling these again minor things daily but that they can carry on and take over and, and allow you know themselves to create their own path and and be the best version of themselves in in that way you know um again not being some rah-rah guy and you know i don't believe i'm some motivational speaker you know anything like that but just by leading by example 
going through my daily routine, living the life that I live, while also, you know, throughout the business or the workday, if I am with some employees, you know, obviously we're talking and we're bullshitting and whatnot, but in that little bit of time, you know, I, I definitely do try to express and kind of instill certain things and whether it's values, morals, and mm-hmm. obviously everyone has their own outlook and beliefs on things. And this is just my opinion, but, you know, up until this point, I think that I have, you know, gone through a bit of adversity. Um, I think that I have experienced a lot in my travels back to, you know, when I had signed at 18, you know, talk about culture and whatnot. It's unfortunate that a lot of people in the town of Jupiter, you know, don't ever have the opportunity to leave the town of Jupiter. It's a great, beautiful place, but it's not the real world. So they live their life thinking that this is it, you know, Uh, when in reality, it's so far from the truth. Um, You know, and people take so much for granted around here and you know, even with, like I said, when I had first signed with baseball or with the Twins, that was a huge eye-opening experience. Just seeing, you know, I was all of a sudden teammates, not with just people from Jupiter or South Florida, you know, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Australia, the Netherlands, all over the United States, obviously, Mexico, Korea, everywhere. So you start to see, you know, the difference in the way that these people go about their business and the way that they live their lives and, you know, um, just to give you a little bit of a feel for, you know, after you sign, you have to go through, you know, the minor leagues and by no means is that, you know, luxurious living. Um, I was fortunate enough when I did sign, I was given, you know, a, a chunk of money to at least have as a cushion. A lot of these guys from, uh, overseas and whatnot, they sign for, for next to nothing. Then they get over here, they're making next to nothing. On top of that, they're sending it home more than half the check because they have a wife, kids, family back home that they need to take care of. So they're left with literally nothing. So they're scraping, but at the same time, they're meant to be at the best of their ability every single day, all day, because it is an everyday game. Um, But they always had a smile on their face. They were always super gracious for everything going on. They were some of the best teammates, some of the best people I had ever met. And it's just that, you know, I just had another eye-opening experience on the trip to Bali. And it's just like, we get so comfortable with things the way that they are here that, and and at times we always want more. And I, you know, I find myself guilty of, you know, I'm very goal-oriented and there's a lot of things that I do want to achieve even still, you know, outside of Rocksteady, there's like three or four big projects that I'm working on right now that just, I wake up in the morning, they fucking get me going, every single one of them. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I and I'm working on it. Obviously, everybody's here fighting their own battles. You know what I mean? We're all yeah. learning. Um, but I, I'm trying to get better at, yeah, have those goals, have those things in mind that, that you want to, you know, strive for. But at the same time, like, you got to enjoy the process. You have to be there for the journey. Um, what is it? The des- the destiny is the journey or the journey is the destiny however it goes you know like these day-to-day things they are you know obviously life it (laughs) is it you know so being present I think is something that I definitely wasn't good at with the whole baseball thing and I learned the hard way with that once I was rehabbing from 2006 to 2012 um I had, you know, the wrong mentality, the wrong outlook. It was, you know, feeling sorry for myself for a little bit and seeing these guys moving up and making it to the big leagues, seeing their dreams come true. And it was like, why the fuck not me? What the fuck happened? What did I do wrong? Why am I stuck here? And then it just, you know, I had some other things go on at that time, 
wire jaw, had surgery on my toe, pulled a hamstring, just like one thing after another, but it was always like... A setback. Exactly, a setback, but also a lesson. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't doing what I needed to do and didn't learn what I needed to learn from that first injury, obviously. So, life's going to keep throwing. Exactly, until you realize and learn what you're meant to learn. Um, so that was my biggest thing is that right now, as uh, I'll be 32 in November, if I could, I would go back in a heartbeat and be 19 again with that injury. Just because if I would have washed away all the bullshit and feeling sorry for myself and kind of flipped that perspective and realized, okay, I'm still only working basically seven months out of the year, like really working. The rest of the months, obviously, I have to train when I'm, but I have the freedom to do as I please. I still am getting paid to play, not even play, to try to get healthy to play a child's game. I still have the opportunity in my head, I should have been saying, when I get healthy, to make it all my dreams come true. You know what I mean? Instead, it was, I can't believe I'm fucking rehabbing another injury. I'm not making any progress because for the longest time, not to call out the twins or, or whatnot, but for two years, they had me doing the same exact thing day in and day out wasn't showing any progress instead of them saying okay we're going to go this route they just kept you know same routine so finally i had to say i'm I'm stepping away from this i'm going home i'm taking care of this on my own got into a lot more of the holistic route the yoga meditating pilates massage acupuncture spiritual healing energy work you know and i made a whole lot of progress when i came back this is going on a little tangent but this is a huge (laughs) lesson that baseball taught me um, once I came back, you know, wh- wh- when I injured myself, all the high ups, you know, the general managers, uh, the, the front office and whatnot, they were all off me. You know, they didn't all of a sudden give me the time of day because I was hurt. And it's definitely a what have you done for me lately business. And this, the whole point of this story is that this here is why I tried to do the exact opposite with Rocksteady as far as operations and true beliefs and day to day, you know, how things are run over there uh, and culture. But basically, it was it was nothing. I'm hurt. I'm not playing. So we don't know boom. who you are. Exactly. Same kid at the time. I was a kid. Yeah. Wanted it more than ever. Now at this point, you know. Um, and after I finally came back, and I, it was I hadn't felt this good since high school. You know, like on it, felt back felt strong. My body felt stronger than ever. Had a great spring training. I finally got a little bit of big league time, even though it was just uh, spring training. But still, the progress was there. I was back on the radar. Guys were talking to me and shit. But I, at that point, didn't care. Wasn't giving anybody because my point is my mistake when I first signed was basically I, instead of trying to do it for myself, it was the twins. I owed them, you know, my yeah. I broke. I literally broke my back for those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And then for them to just basically Sky kick me to the side, you. exactly. So <clears throat> basically. I realized that, you know, that's no way to go about life in general, but especially with, you know, this baseball thing. So I had, you know, not to say that was good, but I had, you know, the horse blinders on and I was locked in on what I wanted to achieve because I knew at this point it was about myself, my career with whatever team it may be, not necessarily the twins. Um, But anyways, basically, that was a a huge little taste of, you know, I guess you can call it the corporate world, you know, and the man and you know, truly not giving a shit about you when it, when it boils down to it. Yeah. Um, another, you know, this is kind of getting off subject a little bit, but just lessons learned, you know, through baseball, whatnot. And, and now 
putting that in, into my business and to my career is, and I'll never forget this. Um, it was after my injury. We were all standing around. It was a bunch of us, basically the whole organization. And there was this one guy, he was a coach. And with them, you know, the coaches wore all white uniforms and we, you know, had whatever uniform was going yeah. on. But, so that was a the difference there. And anyways, I guess they were at some barbecue. So this wasn't even on the field. And one of the trainers, you know, put his arm around the, the guy and said, oh, what's up, dude? Or something like that. This motherfucker the next day comes to work and has the nerve to call everybody together and make a huge scene of this, the trainer, the poor fucking guy, yeah. uh, basically telling him, uh, how dare you call me, dude? You need to have more respect for me, blah, 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 Southern guy. Um, th this is the reason that I'm in a white uniform and you're wearing whatever, blah, blah, blah. Don't you know the difference? Don't ever talk to me like that. You better respect me, blah, blah, blah. And I, like, as I was taking it in, I was just fucking boiling inside. But <laughs> me being how quiet I am or whatever, I just kind of sat there and like, I took the guy aside afterwards and was like, oh, that's bullshit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, where the fuck were you, dude? Step the fuck up. Say something. But not just me. Every oh, single other person standing there. And like I said, it was all the high ups. Everyone who has fucking a say, hey. you know. Yeah. Nobody said shit. So then that was when, it, that's when I really realized, okay, this ain't it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to literally yeah. continue breaking my back and continue sacrificing all these things for specifically these people. You know what I mean? Like, And you could, you could have been, even if you were killing it, one little wrong thing and you'd have been the person called out in that yeah. scenario. And like, that's no way to go about life feeling like if, if, if you're not in that role, you know, right. if that's not who you are and who you are now is sure as hell not that. Right. And but the thing is, too, is who like who I don't want to say names, but who was he to put himself on that pedestal and make it seem like he was any better than anybody else on that field? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. And I even back then, I truly believe that. Like, who the fuck are you, man? Like, what yeah. the fuck have you done to make you so much better than me or anybody else out here? Not yeah. a damn thing. We're all here to learn. We're all here to better ourselves. That's all it comes down to. But we're all the same. You know what I mean? Like we we all put our pants on one leg at a time. Uh, I myself am very guilty of putting people on, even back with baseball, putting people and holding people on the pedestal. And now with business and, you know, these different guys that I look up, look, look up to and whatnot. And the more that I dig into podcasts and books and whatnot, the more that you realize that these motherfuckers that have accomplished so much are not any different than we are. They have the same fear, same doubt, same everything. They're human. They're not superhuman, but they fucking go for it and they're persistent they make shit happen. Yeah. And that is all that I want to instill basically with the staff, with the community in general. Yeah. It's so true. I, I like, I always think about that when like the, when people say that like comparison is the thief of joy, it is. It's so like, there's no difference between me and somebody else who may be years into doing what I'm doing other than the fact that they've been showing up for years doing what exactly. they're doing. That's it. Exactly. You know, they just, there's, there, there's a formula to success and not success just for dollars. But yes, that's a great money. Money helps us be able to live the kind of life that we live and want to be able to do the things that we want to do. I, I don't down that at all, but there's a formula to success in just of being happy, right? And feeling like 
I success to me is sustain is sustainable. It's mm-hmm. not a destination. It's not okay. I'm there. Right. It's being able to sustain a kind of lifestyle that you want to live, right? And be able to have the generations that are going to come after you. It's our job to like show up and put our lineage on that trajectory, right. you know, of what success is. And that is standing up for yourself, you know, and speaking up when you don't agree with what's going on around you, you know, and figuring out what it is that you love to do and honing in on that and showing up for that every single day for you and for the ones that you love around you, you know what I mean? And the people you care about. And next thing you know, you wake up like 10 years from there if you make it 10 years, because tomorrow's not promised. So like, what are we waiting for, you know, in everything? And then all of a sudden, like you are, you, you are success. Like it's not a place or a thing. Right. If so, you miss out on life, you know, and you're never going to reach that true success, especially if it is the money or the materialistic things that you are chasing, because that's not going to lead to happiness. No, and there's going to be shitty assholes along the way, and there's going to be people who are going to try to tear you down, and there's going to be shitty partnerships and so many other kind of like situations that show up that you can take the back seat and be quiet or stop or stop being there, you know what I mean, and stop showing up. But it's the consistency and unknowing why you're doing what you're doing. What is your passion about it? And, you know, like, what are you actually here serving? Because, like, my what I'm doing right now with coaching is not about it's not about a thing or a service I offer. Your job is Rocksteady isn't about the fucking bulls. Right. Someone selling any other, it's not about the clothing. It's not never about any of that. And the people who it is about that are the ones who constantly compare themselves, who never make it. Those are not the people that we're looking up to, you know, it's the ones who understand that connection to people and the, and the people who you're going to meet along the path of building your business and people who are going to work with you that you may only get to talk to for five minutes, like you said, or maybe they're with you just for the summer. Like those are, that's, that's what building a business is. That's where success is found in those moments. It's not found in like the big jam. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Again, I think as far as you said, comparison, but even competing, I think, you know, the only thing that we can should compare ourselves to is basically ourselves yesterday. The only people that we should be competing against, you know, is ourselves yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I think if we wake up every day and focus on being the best version of ourselves, um, one, it just leads to so much growth, but at the same time, you end up impacting so many people that are around you. Um, I think, you know, <clears throat> success, again, I think, we're all here working on our inner demons. We're all, we're here, you know, in this lifetime trying to better ourselves. We all have our, our flaws, our failures. Um, but I think, you know, if you do set out to better yourself daily, control the controllable, there are so many variables that are out of our hands, are out of our control. But if you can kind of just break things down, simplify things, control the controllable, like showing up on time, day in and day out, um, you know, those those little wins, call it, 
they add up, um, whether it's you know a career, whether it's just being able to look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and being happy with what you see because you know that you're you, you know going out of your way to be the best version of yourself, um, whatever that may be in your eyes. Uh, but I feel like you know a broad look at success. I think it is kind of just that you know bettering yourself, being the best version of yourself every day. And I think that obviously leads to so much in turn. Yeah. What do you, um, as a leader now, and like having been on this path for a couple years now and, you know, traveling and having experience, and I know you just got back from Bali, which I'm sure was like life changing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What do you, what are your like lessons right now? Or what are the things like, systems you might have in place in your everyday life right now that keep you controlling the controllable and kind of staying in your lane because you're not superhuman I'm not superhuman like things there's distractions we live in this kind of world of distraction so Mm -hmm. how do you kind of stay in your lane and um, keep on the path that you're on uh, I mean, I, well, first I do have my routine in the morning that kind of that like? sets my day on the right note. So I was for the longest time because uh, fortunately I've been able to kind of step back now and work more on the brand rather than for the brand because uh, that was obviously part of the startup awesome. process. And, you know, part of it is my fault for letting it go on for so long. But for three and a half years, basically, I was doing kind of everything, uh, working five, six, sometimes seven days a week, making all the runs, making all the orders. Um, whereas, yeah, I was delegating the little things inside of that, but I didn't really separate myself and delegate, say, ordering the produce responsibility or making those runs for me so that at the end of the day, I can focus on something else rather than taking all the shit from my house or Jupiter, North Palm. You know what I mean? Like, so little things like that. What a like threshold to break. through in your business well exactly and that like uh and even just you mentioned that trip to bali just being able to have things in place to get away for three weeks because when you step back and think about it what's the difference between three weeks and three months if this thing can run on its own for three weeks it can most definitely run on its own for three months you know what i mean so and at the same time how can you scale and grow this business if it can't run without you there you can't you know what i mean um can I stop you one second? Yeah, that was the downfall of Jiva. Really? That 100%. Like, I've been going through this whole just, like, learning process of, like, I've said it in my first opening episode of this podcast. Like, there was so many things that I, like, fucked up. So many things I did great, like, brand building and creating community. But I never... D- I'm now going through this learning process of what did I do wrong so that I don't make those mistakes again. Right. And like that was one of them. So I never removed myself as the heartbeat of the business. So without me there, and like Matt, my husband, would always be like, you know, this thing can't run without you there. Right. It's a nightmare to be stuck in that yeah, for a really tough. long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not where you want to be. And, and like I said, for any bit of growth, you know, it, it basically it, it caps you off there. Um, so back to the routine. routine. <laughs> yeah. My point of that tangent was for a while I was getting up, you know, 420 basically every day. Um, now I still, you know, every morning I'm up basically on average, say, 6 o'clock. Um, it's been tough getting back into the routine after this Bali trip. <laughs> the hours are all fucked up. But uh, anyways, 
I get up early. Um, I do my whole uh, supplement routine. Uh, I have a little shot that I make in the morning. Throw that down, chug some water, rehydrate, get outside. I don't. I'm not really good at working out in the morning, um, but I'll meditate. Usually, don't even really do yoga in the morning. Just kind of meditate, sit with my thoughts, um, kind of clear my mind before getting the day going. And uh, from there, it kind of depends whether I'm working, whether I'm not. I definitely have just now recently gotten back into working out, which feels amazing. Um, not like physically, but just for the longest time, basically, we talked about, you know, excuses and whatnot, but I used my back, you know, as that excuse of, well, one, I was burnt out with working out. What did I need it for if I'm not competing anymore? You know, it was my yeah. thought process for years. Um, and my thought process was also, if I work out, I'm going to set myself back a couple of days with my back and I'll be in pain, blah, blah, blah. But you can only, you know, use excuses and crutches for so long. And that's why it feels, you know, I guess liberating, you could say. Yeah. Just the fact that I, you know, I'm not kind of holding myself down anymore and, and using that as an excuse. And yeah, I might get sore from working out, but there's this thing called yoga that can help balance it out. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, uh, so there's definitely uh, yoga so that I can awesome. touch on working out and just kind of basically doing everything I can to be the best, you know, yeah. in this skin. Um, obviously there's plenty of things that I'm still working on. Um, and even, you know, this conversation and with the other podcasts that I've done in the past and it's almost like a therapy session because I don't talk about this stuff, you know what I mean? And I never really have uh, the whole baseball deal. You know, my mom was a big crush, my dad obviously, but even then, you know, like I keep and even still, or kept and still keep, you know, a lot in. Yeah. Um, even the thing that I had when we started uh, about, you know, kind of having to be almost a father figure for my brothers yeah. and me by example, like, I, I don't know if I've ever said that to anybody, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> that <laughs> like, makes a great podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm right? doing my job. I mean, yeah. just to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, so it's just... You realize then, like, through all... I don't do these podcasts to just, like... Someone asked me... I was getting my hair done today, and she said to me, like, oh, like, well, why are you doing these? Or, like, what kind of content do you are you putting out? And I said, like, I don't know, because... Yeah. Every time I talk to somebody, I just keep showing up and doing it, even though, like, to some people, it's like, well, you don't really, I don't make money doing a podcast. Right, right. Really, you know, like, it's time that I could be not working yet. or not yet. Like, <laughs> it could be doing something. Like, I look at it like I'm exposing parts of people's business, brand, life, routine, leadership, whatever. And in turn, I'm, I'm then connecting with like their community. They're getting to share parts of them that they don't, they don't get to share. And like, it's just a part of the process, process. of learning of what I'm even doing right now. Cause right. for me, like my, I've worked my whole life, you know, I, I did, um, gymnastics growing up and then I went to college basically for cheerleading. I pretty much failed out of college with like a one point something GPA. Like went to art school, realized I really loved graphic design, and that was what then I went into. But I always just worked, and then I worked in New York City for a couple of years, and then I started Jiva, and that kind of became. I also was new here, so like Jiva became who I was. I didn't like have 
a really like past here right. for people to know like oh that's Nikki or whatever it was like no Nikki owns Jiva yeah. and so that was cool for a little while um, and then I got to a point where I was like I would like to be me who Not I am yeah cause like like again, the selling of the product was great because that was the income of mm. it. That was my vehicle to do that. What I love to do, which is like this, you right, know. Right. Um, and so, my identity from selling Jiva, becoming a mom, moving into this whole new top phase of life, I'm still kind of like what the fuck am I doing a little in, in yeah. one sense, you know, I'm not lost. I'm just on a new journey of like figuring that out. And these conversations kind of help me figure out like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Like I know that I like connecting with people and like sharing their story and helping them figure out. I, my, I hope that these conversations kind of help you go back to your brand and your business and your life and be like, okay, I want, I need to filter this in more. You know what right. I mean? Like this isn't, this is my mission and it needs to become more of what I'm doing every single day. Right. You know? No, 100%. I'm glad you said that because back to, you know, defining success and being, you know, the best version of yourself, I feel on the flip side at the same time, it's being the best version of yourself while also helping others do the same, you know? And I think that's exactly what you're doing. I think that's what's great about podcasts in general is because there's so much knowledge, you know? You can learn from an hour and a half podcast, you can learn what took someone 10 years of their life to learn, you know? Um, whether it be podcasts, books, and um, so I think it's, you know, awesome what you're doing, more power to you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and, and as you mentioned, you know, kind of pulling from something from it, from my perspective of just this, you know, I know for a fact that, you know, holding group meet or team meetings, staff meetings is mm -hmm. something that I'm not necessarily that great at. Yes, we do it every once in a while, but when I feel it's, you know, real necessary. What I would like to get into is having more one-on-one -on -one meetings with my staff so that we can really get more into it, you know what I mean, rather mm -hmm. than me just kind of talking broadly to everybody and then everyone's kind of not scared or intimidated, but no one wants to be that person to raise their hand and, and put in some input, you know what I mean, whereas yeah. if it's one-on-one, -on -one, we can really kind of cut to the boot cut through the bullshit and get to what matters, and yeah. so that's something I definitely can improve on and it wasn't until sitting here with you that I realized that, so success. <laughs> it's funny because when I was, again, with with Blake, this girl, local Blake, awesome, does great hair, sitting with her, and I was talking to her about the podcast and stuff, and she was like, I, she's like, all the girls in the salon, like, we're such a team, and I was telling her about, I, like, had read this quote, and it was like, and I said it in my last episode about in order to be the tallest building in the city, you have two options, either knock down all the buildings around you or just build the fucking tallest building. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the build the tallest building and bring your peeps with you, you know? Right. And I said that to her and she's like, oh, I want to like, I want you to come in and sit with everyone in here and help everyone like figure out what their jam is and what they love and how we can support each other. And I was like, like, had I not had that conversation, I wouldn't have thought like, you know what, that's a, fucking awesome yeah, idea to like come in and like do whatever you know you know mm -hmm. do what I do to like help them figure out and it's better for the whole business it's better for everyone as individuals and it's better for the business exactly 
as a whole. Everybody wins. Everybody wins, you know, by people feeling their best and knowing their goals, they can actually do things to get there. Mm -hmm. So many people have just like, it's like when I did, when I grew up doing gymnastics, my being in touch with like my body, right. And what I knew I was capable of doing, like going upside down and having that whole little like perspective switch and not freaking out like Mm -hmm. within my body. I knew, I know that like the back of my hand, no pun intended, but like, (laughs) I know that so well. And when I went to go teach yoga, I already knew that so well, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm in a group in my yoga teacher training with like 20 people. And I'd say 16 of them have no clue how to teach, had no clue how to teach somebody, cue them into a body movement or a pose or position because they had no like connection to their to their body their own body you know because they're not familiar with that they didn't grow up doing that and it's kind of like the same thing with like with goal setting if people don't have any clue of what they like to do they're just making money you know if they don't have any clue of like what they actually are into what a career in it could be like that how to build their brand around the things they love to do and you know what they care about and what their world views are and how to attract people into their like ecosystem of work that are on the same level as them and like the things they like how do you get how do they get there they don't even know what that is they don't even know where to start so those are the people who end up coasting through life Matt and I call them vanilla ice cream. Like <laughs> they coast because they just don't know the other, they don't know the flavors. They don't exactly. know, like there's a world out there, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know if I can at the very least kind of connect people to themselves and bring them home to themselves so that they can fucking do what they're here to do. Right. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like the goal, I think. Well, you're on it, and uh, I think it's a great idea. Like you mentioned, Blake, uh, bringing up. We'd love to have you at Rocksteady. Yeah. Come through, get everybody on the same page. Uh, yeah, for sure. Every bit helps, that's for sure. Um, All right, so last thing. Um, what You got, like, one piece of advice for whether you look at it as, like, something for youth or if you could go back and give yourself, like, a one-liner or, you know, just a little bit of advice. Um, I don't know about the one liner, but, uh, the two, the two things that I would stress, you know, to myself now, to anyone around myself now, and if I could travel in time would be, uh, uh, perspective and persistence, basically. Um, like I mentioned, when I was injured with baseball, my perspective was completely fucked up. Um, and even still sometimes, you know, that's what was such an eye opener going to Bali was, by no means am I, you know, like I said, with with the goals and whatnot, am I just out to accomplish these goals just to gain for myself? You know what I mean? That's actually the furthest thing from the truth. Um, but I would like to, as I mentioned, enjoy that process a little bit more. Um, so the whole perspective thing, like I said, with baseball, you know, I was injured, but at the same time, I still had such a great opportunity to truly live it up, to truly be happy. And I did not go that route. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then persistence, um, I think persistence leads to success. Um, whether exactly persistence, consistency, grit, 
whatever it is that you want to accomplish, like, like you mentioned, you have to show up, you have to show up every day. You have to be the best version of yourself every day. But if you can do that and realize so many people want, you know, that overnight success and they're not really willing to put in the sweat equity, the grunt work day in and day out, sacrificing, even with Rocksteady, you know, people from the outside looking in, yeah, we were successful and hit the ground running, but they think, okay, boom, making all kinds of money. Well, guess what? In order to start that business, it takes money. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's that having that persistence even once you have started something to realize, you know, it's not all fucking cake, yeah. you know, like you still have to sacrifice. You still have to work, but even more so beforehand um, with baseball, even with, uh, you know, get, getting to the point where I had signed. It's just persistence, sacrifice. Yeah. Um, now with, you know, with the business background with that first venture that we touched on and now with Rocksteady and even what's to come, you know, like I said, I'm working on a few other projects and nothing's going to happen without that persistence. You know what I mean? And I also truly feel that nothing's going to happen and the universe is not going to let this thing really take off if I don't have that proper perspective, the right intention. And I think that that, you know, is a huge different difference maker between brands in general but kind of success and failure uh, a lot of people are in it for the wrong reasons um and I, I just you know persistence and perspective again i'm kind of jumping back and forth no it's, it's bali, basically bali when i was there the biggest thing that i took from that is that just like these guys my old teammates from the dominican or venezuela or wherever they've been from that didn't have much these people in Bali, they're, I mean, 100%, they're, I mean, they not living luxurious, exactly. But at the same time, every single one of those people is smiling, is filled with joy, happiness, is so happy to um, serve others, you know, and not expect anything in return. Um, it, it was such an eye-opening experience. There was a taxi driver that, you know, I dug a little bit deeper, and he basically makes $200 a month American um, driving the taxi, but then at the same time, he has a side hustle where he's making $300 a month because he taught himself, first let me back up, he taught himself English from Google Translate that he was so excited that he just recently got Wi-Fi at his house. So that right there, I mean, boom, check, reality check. You know? So awesome. Exactly. Uh, from there, he taught himself how to fix cell phones, so that's his other business. His goal is to open up his own, basically, storefront where he's selling or fixing iPhone. iPhones or cell phones in general, right? At the same time, so that's $500 a month that he's living off of American. Obviously, that's a lot more money there, but he also had a wife and a daughter. So you cut that three ways, you know what I mean? That's $125 that that guy is living with a month. Right. Um, I like to think of myself not as a, I wouldn't go as far as like a minimalist, but I don't need much to be happy when it comes to materialistic things. But one mm -hmm. of the things that I do love and appreciate is eating good, you know, like, oh, yeah. I love to eat good, so to put that in comparison, I just recently went to culinary, and after tip, it was close to $85 on one meal, that motherfucker's making $125 last a month, Yeah. you know what I mean, like, and still so happy, so gracious, you can, you just feel it, you know, the you energy. You just verbatim said, 
I interviewed uh, Brooke Seeluster, who uh, manufactures in Bali and like has been going there for a couple years. She verbatim said, the people in Bali are so happy and they just have a smile on their face always. Yeah. Like your exact words were her and exact they, words. And they have literally, I mean, next to nothing. Yeah. Um, but it's all perspective, you know? So, so I think those are the two biggest things that really lead to... I don't want to keep saying the word success, but you know what I mean? Putting you on the path, yeah. Set you up for success. I love it. Um, All right, so tell everyone where they can find you at. (laughs) All right, so uh, Rocksteady, as you mentioned, we have two locations, Jupiter and North Palm. Um, You can find the actual address by going to rocksteadyjuicejoint.com. It'll have all that information, give you a little feel of what the brand stands for, um, some menu options are also on there. Um, Instagram is <laughs> at Rocksteady561. Um, and Facebook, I believe, is just Rocksteady Juice Joint. I'll link it all up in the show notes, too, with the um, website and the Instagram handle. So Perfect. you guys can go get your dose of um, health and for your body and the mind. Exactly. Maybe Drew will be there. Um, thank you so much for listening thank you so much for sharing so much awesome information um, for people who already know a little bit about you and um, people who know nothing about you now have a really good taste so thank you again for the opportunity and thank you for what it is that you're doing thank you so much all right everyone have a good day Mm -hmm.